On today's episode of the She Is podcast, I take you back 20 years to the beginning of my career in the health and fitness industry. I open up about many of the challenges that I faced and why I am intentional about my health and fitness these days and how I do it in a way that feels empowering without feeling like a complete slave to the rules that I used to follow. I hope that you enjoy this episode. I hope it encourages you. Please subscribe, share with your friends. And if you are interested in finding out more about coaching with me, you can find details in the show notes. Hello, everybody. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the first episode of the She Is podcast. My name is Judith. I'm so excited to have you here. Welcome to my little corner of the internet. And if you know me already, then welcome back. If I am a complete stranger to you, then I hope that you will know me so much more by the end of this episode and that you will continue to subscribe and listen to future episodes. I really hope that this podcast brings you inspiration, encouragement, challenge and a whole load of value as you navigate this whole journey of looking after yourself, your health, your fitness, food, training, life, you name it. So... Without further ado, let me introduce to you episode one. And I thought I would make this episode all about, I was going to say all about me, technically it is. Um, But no, I wanted to just share with you a little bit of my story because I know that it's easy to just click on an Instagram page and and see somebody, um, see someone who trains regularly and knows how to make a nutritious plate of food and just think that they have it all together. But actually, like there's been a lot of challenge through the years and it hasn't always been easy for me when it comes to training, when it comes to food, when it comes to body image and my relationship with self and exercise. And um, there have been a lot of challenges. And um, that's not to say that it's all perfect today. Far from it. You know what? We are always navigating stuff. We are always working through stuff. And definitely the journey that I've been on, there's been not only learning, but unlearning that is needed to happen and take place because I have been in the health and fitness industry for over 20 years. And let's just say that not everything that I have picked up and been educated on and learned to do has, that hasn't all been helpful. In fact, a lot of it has actually been a hindrance and more of a detriment to my health than a positive. So yeah, it's, um, it's been an interesting one, but I thought that this would be a really good episode to just reintroduce myself and give you a little bit of an insight into my backstory. And this topic was prompted by a question that I received on Instagram a few weeks ago. I'd put up a Q&A box and um, someone had said to me, wow, how did you get into the health and fitness industry? Have you always wanted to do this? Like, what was it that made you want to do the job that you do? And I thought, what a great question. It's been so long since I've actually talked about that because it's just been the norm for me for so long. So... I thought I would just go back 20 years and maybe a bit before that and just try and give you a little bit more insight into the journey that I've been on, why I do what I do today, what I do, how I do it. And yeah, hopefully it will be of interest. Um, It's going to be raw and honest. I'm not going to hold back in terms of the things that I've journeyed. And um, yeah, 
if anything comes up for you in this in this episode that maybe has been quite triggering or you know speaks to you or you would love to chat about it then please don't hesitate to reach out my dms are always open um and i'm always open to a conversation so yeah you know when um you know when a pt or a coach will tell their story it often starts with I was the kid that loved PE at school and I was the sporty one and I can just imagine people rolling their eyes like oh what we do we all know that um and I'd love to say it was different for me I'd love to say I was the kid that didn't love sport and I completely turned my life around but I was one of those uh, I'm sorry um in fact, gosh, people didn't like me at school because I was always picked to demonstrate in PE. I was that girl. I played competitive sport. I used to go for a run for fun when I was like seven. Um, yeah, I I loved exercise from a young age, but very specifically sport, competitive sport. That did not mean that I knew how to look after myself. I knew nothing about nutrition. I knew nothing about exercise for wellness. It was always about like sport and very sport specific stuff but I was active and activity was very present and part of my life until I got a bit older and because I played quite competitive sport um, I spent a lot of time training early mornings after school evenings my weekends I played tournaments and matches and I loved it at the time I absolutely loved it but it definitely got to a point as I got older that my friends were off doing other things and getting older, you know, they'd go for like shopping trips on a Saturday um, or, you know, go and hang out with boys. And for me, I was like, oh, well, I'm just off to play another netball match. And it got a bit old for me. And I decided um, when I was about, you know, 15, 16 to kind of step away and focus on other things. Um, and I suddenly went from being a very active girl to not being active at all especially when I left school and went into college yes I still chose to study sport and exercise but I wasn't doing very much sport and exercise at that time and that progressed again as I got to university I still chose to study sport and exercise science but I wasn't doing anything I wasn't playing any sport I wasn't moving my body at all I barely walked I'd learned to drive so I took the car everywhere and um yeah, I just, I was studying this course thinking, well, I definitely want to do something in the world of sport, but becoming a coach or a PT or working in gyms was never really the goal. That was never on my radar. So things changed for me, right? When I started university and it's safe to say that in my first year, I was not looking after myself. Like I said, I barely moved. I drove everywhere. I lived in halls of residence. And as you do as a student, live on beans on toast or kebabs and cheesy chips and garlic after a night out and then eat it for breakfast. You did it too, don't lie. Um, and I spent my whole year in the first year, yeah, party lifestyle, and for me, like, I didn't really do that much when I was, like, at college. So at uni, I was like, woohoo, what is this world of partying? And it took its toll on my health. Um, I didn't eat well. I spent a lot of time in bed, sometimes with a hangover. But I'll be honest, I got quite sick as well in year one <clears throat> because I was just absolutely burning my body to the ground. Like, 
it was not healthy. And um, I ended up, I, I probably had glandular fever. Looking back and after speaking to people, I spent time with um, on and off antibiotics. I constantly had a fever and I just was not a well girl for a good chunk of time. I remember watching back to back on repeat every single episode of the OC. MTV, remember MTV, the shop? Was it MTV? HMV. MTV was the was the channel. HMV, I remember at the time, sold all of the um, box sets of Friends and the OC for two for one. And that is what got me through that first year of uni. But I was not well. So things changed for me, right, when I ended up going on placement to a local gym. We all had to find a placement. I think it was at the beginning of second year. And um, I left it to the last minute, obviously. That was what I did and ended up in a gym. Um, that was not the plan. It was like a backup, really. It was like, I need something. I need something to do for six weeks. So I started off at the local gym and safe to say, I fell in love with it. I didn't expect it to be what it was, but I made amazing friends. I went from doing nothing when it came to exercise to then getting involved in classes and I would do circuit training and go to spinning classes as part of my placement. I would learn from the other instructors around how to use the machines. I, in that six week space of time, I was already geeking out over nutrition and what some of the older instructors were doing and just learning about protein and carbs and fats and everything. And honestly, I everything changed for me in that space of time. I was like, this is amazing. I love this. And um, I'd gone from being so inactive to eating utter crap day in, day out to then starting to look after myself very, very differently. And in that short space of time, I could not believe the difference in me. At uni, I'd gained quite a lot of weight in that first year without even realising it, to be honest. But it wasn't until I started then exercising again that I began to lose weight. I began to feel better in myself. I began to get fitter and stronger. My skin was better. I had more get up and go. My health was better. My sleep was better. My studies were better. My social life was better. My mood was better. And I was like, what is this? This is what it feels like to look after yourself and have energy and feel good. It was incredible. I loved it so much that at the end of the six weeks, I was like, please, please, can I stay? Can I have a job? And I got on so well with the staff that they kept me on and I worked part time as I finished uni. And by the time I graduated uni, I was so stuck into the gym world and the fitness world that I wasn't doing anything else. Yes, I had my degree and the plan was to maybe go off and do some kind of graduate stuff or even a master's. But no, I was adamant. My mind was made up at that point. I love this so much. I'm out. This is what I want to do. I'm not leaving. And I'm still there. Not in the gym, but I'm still in this world of health and fitness. But it hasn't always been as plain sailing. I would love to say that everything was so positive from that point. Um if it was, I'd probably be an absolutely horrendous coach today. Um, but it's it's important to remember that, you know, 20 years ago, the health and fitness industry looked very different to how it does now. And whilst there's a lot of that still carried through, um, I think there's a lot more wisdom. There's a lot more balance. There's a lot more intentionality when it comes to the way health and fitness is done. However, that's not the case for everybody. 
And I think especially for women in their 30s and 40s who grew up in that echo chamber of diet culture and yeah, all of that stuff growing up and everything being about our bodies and looking a certain way. I'm not saying that's gone away now. Like just look at the world of TikTok and everything else like in uh, social media. You know what? It's, it's a very real thing. But I think that all of this stuff gets clouded, right? And there's health and fitness on one side and there's very much healthful behaviours. But then there's so much crossover between other stuff that gets mixed up and it can be sometimes hard to figure out for yourself what is healthy and what is unhealthy because it doesn't look the same for everybody. That's what I've learned about myself, right? And um, remember that quote? <laughs> I used to say this to my clients in a spin class. Obsessed is a word the lazy used to describe the dedicated. I think that was it. I'm so sorry. I know. <laughs> but at that time, right, like I remember my family saying, you're obsessed. And I was like, no, I'm not obsessed. I'm I'm passionate. I am dedicated. And for me at that time, it was true, right? And even now, if I was to look at the way that I train and the way that I maybe prioritize nutritious food and the way that I do things, I hope that I... I'm still dedicated and I hope that comes across, right? Because I am, I'm passionate. I'm so passionate about the power of looking after yourself, but it looks very different to what I did back then. Because when I go back, so much of what I did back then was not healthy. It was obsessive and it was disordered. So many of my behaviours around food and fitness and living life were disordered and built on really rocky foundations. And I can't change any of that, right? I can't go back and change. And I, I don't think I'd want to because I've, I feel like I've learned so much. But even to this day, I am 37. I was 37 last week. I still discover things that are built on those rocky foundations and maybe some of the unhealthy behaviours that I had, right? And they become really learned behaviours over time. I'm so much better at spotting them. I'm so much better at like choosing now. And that's what all of my kind of coaching program is built around making empowered decisions, right? Because for one person, something, let's take one decision, right? So the decision to work out today, right? For one person, working out today might be a real empowered decision or resting might be an empowered decision, for another person, working out today might be a really disempowered decision and resting might be a disempowered decision. And I think for a lot of people in the health and fitness world and who grew up through this time, we're so used to the good and bad choices. You know, this is me being good. This is me being bad. The all or nothing thinking, the dichotomous thinking, the black and white. And there's not been a lot of room for that gray area and the space to make an informed, empowered decision. Because we are so used to rules, we are so used to grip, we are so used to willpower, we are so used to, I have to do all of this perfectly, or it doesn't count, or I go the other way. We're so used to restriction and over-restriction. And it can be so alien to make empowered decisions because there is no rule. It's based on an empowered choice and intent, right? And that's something we'll dive into on future episodes. But that whole journey and, and walking through all of this stuff 
has led me to coach the way that I do today and teaching women how to be intentional around their health and fitness without being over restrictive, without putting their life on hold. Because life is now, right? And I don't want to be the mum who can't enjoy pizza with the kids without feeling guilty, who can't have an ice cream with the kids without thinking, oh my gosh, like everything's a problem. Like, no, food is meant to be enjoyed. Food is not just fuel. We have taste buds for a reason. Does that mean I'm going to eat ice cream and pizza every day? No, because I'd feel like absolute crap. So that's where empowered decisions come in. So if I rewind a little bit to um, at least the first 10 years of my career, right, empowered decisions, I wouldn't have a clue how to do that. I don't even know it was even a thing for many people. I just followed a rule book and... I think being in the world of gyms and being a PT, there's definitely that extra pressure because people are looking at you as an example, especially when you get leaner and your body transforms for the first time in those initial stages, like people notice and then you create and carry this expectation. Well, I did certainly that I had to keep that. And um, no matter how much I changed my body, it was never good enough. I always had a problem with it. I always picked it apart and I would swing from extremes. All right. So I'd go from periods of getting leaner and dieting hard and having loads of willpower to then not being able to maintain it, swinging the other way, binging, overeating, completely going off track when it came to my nutrition, gaining a lot of weight rapidly in a very short space of time. And then I would swing between those two behaviors. I would preach health like many other PTs, but was a serial yo-yo dieter and exerciser. Um, I had really low self-worth, really low self-esteem. Anything that fed my confidence was from external validation, right? So if I had a bad body image day, it would ruin my day. It would ruin my world. And my whole time of being in my early 20s, right, was all it was was like, how can I get my body to look a certain way so that I am accepted, liked and deemed acceptable by other people? And when that is your fuel, that does not bode well for your relationship with food, exercise and your body. Did that mean that I wanted to let go of, you know, getting stronger, you know, feeling the best that I possibly could in my body that, you know, did it, did it mean that I wanted to let go of all of that? No, that stuff, like even to this day is still important to me. I want to feel good in my own skin. I want to have good energy. I value my health. I value eating nutritious food. I value moving my body. I love exercise. I love running. I love lifting weights. I love hitting PBs. I love entering races. All of that stuff, right? That can still be done intentionally in an empowered way without it being restrictive. I spent so much of my health and fitness journey being a complete slave to the rules, a slave to the plan because of my intent, my motivation and what I was making it mean about me. The mistake that I made with that is I made it worse by thinking I just needed more willpower. I just needed to stick to it, make it harder, have someone whip my ass to stick to all of this stuff. More accountability, just be meaner to me like I wasn't being mean enough to myself. That wasn't the problem, right? I did not need more rules. I did not need someone to force me to do stuff. I needed, 
right, to internally do the work on myself so that I could make an empowered choice based on what was most important for me, what felt good for me, what was important to me, and it wasn't built on the expectations of others. Through the years, has that come up to bite me? Absolutely, on numerous occasions. I grew up with that mentality for so long, right? So whilst I've come a long, long way, those patterns will still sometimes crop up and I will put pressure on myself and I will sometimes fall into some of those behaviours. But I know how to pull myself through that now. I know what I need to do. I know what I need to focus on. I know how to take a step back and make an empowered decision. And that is what's important. And I think, you know, through the years of working with so many women, the problems that come up for people, right, are like the emotional eating, the eating at night, the not being able to stick to it, the um, going into a shop and not just being able to buy one thing, but needing to buy loads and eat them in the car and just all of the pressures of getting a result and then not being able to maintain it losing some weight and then living in fear of putting any weight on and we just create our own prisons and that's not all your fault it's not everyone's fault it's like how we've been like grown up it's the society we've grown up in and probably yes coaches and PTs like me back then who didn't do you a service like we didn't know any better at the time But I know that I've contributed to some rocky relationships with food and exercise and body image because of how I used to coach and teach back then. And I'm so glad that I I do differently now. Um, But the thing is, right, I guess what it comes down to is there there are some women out there, right, who will not have a problem with these things. And you might look at them and think, how do they just stick to their training? How do they just like stay in shape all year round how have they lost weight successfully and kept it off and some of them might have had to go through this similar journey but other women might not necessarily face the same challenges that you do and this is where we have to take that individual approach right and there is no shame if you are struggling around food around fitness around how your body looks how you feel in your own skin Honestly, the last thing that you need is just to try harder or want it more. If anyone has ever told you that you don't want it enough, slap them from me because I know how much people want it. And the problem is in these situations that people are just applying the wrong tools. They are operating in the grip. They are constantly trying to find the fix and the solution to these things when actually it's about going deeper. No one wants to do that, right? It's not sexy. It's not sexy as just try harder. Um, But sometimes we've just got to go that one layer deeper and actually look at the root and the foundations. And that is the biggest missing gap that I see. There are so many amazing coaches out there who do work on the foundations. And these are the things that are going to set you up for a win going forward. There are so many people will just dive into a diet, dive into a training plan, drive into a drive, dive into a six week body transformation, dive into a let's see who can lose a stone in four weeks. 
you might succeed at that, right? But that's just going to give you a temporary result because you are relying on external things. You are relying on willpower and sticking to a plan for four weeks. That is not going to help you overcome your emotional eating. That is not going to help you feel better in your skin going forwards. You're just going to have some temporary body confidence that won't last and your results probably won't last either. It's not going to teach you about nutrition. It's not going to teach you about exercise and how to progress it. It's not going to teach you how to regulate your own emotions when you actually just want to go to the fridge. There are so many things that get ignored and we need to not do that anymore, right? Because if we want to actually feel that freedom in our health and fitness journey and we want to get results and keep them going forwards and we want exercise and food and good nutrition to add to our life, then we have to work on those foundations. We have to work on our intent. We have to learn the skill of being intentional without being over-restrictive. And yeah, that takes a different approach. You have to be more patient with it. It's so much easier just to choose the fast track and just to just to choose the thing that we think is going to be the quickest because we want that thing now, don't we? We just want to lose weight without learning any of the other stuff. And I get that. But how many times will you need to go around that mountain before you think, okay. And I get it. I didn't want to surrender to doing the foundational work either. It's flipping hard. But my goodness, it is so worth it. And the freedom that you get by being able to choose instead of following rules is just something that I want everybody to be able to experience, which has led me to do what I do today. So all of that stuff that I've talked about, I've genuinely struggled with myself. The emotional eating, the overeating, the binge eating, the going to exercise to burn off calories, the guilt for eating pizza, the guilt for missing a session, picking my body apart in the mirror, having temporary confidence when I got in shape temporarily, being consumed by food and fitness and ignoring everything else in my life, not being able to go out and have um, fun with the girls, worrying about socials in case it ruined my results. It's just not fun. It is not fun. So my honest passion for this podcast and for everything that I do, for all of the women that I work with, right? Yes, I want you to get results. I know that's important to you. I know that you want to make a change. Amazing. Let's be intentional about that, but let's do it in a way that food and fitness, right, serves us rather than us becoming a slave to that stuff. Because what's the point in getting in the best shape of your life if you have no life? You can do it by living life right now. Let's stop putting things on hold. Let's stop waiting until we've lost the weight. Let's stop waiting until we've got the perfect body. Let's stop waiting until we feel completely happy in ourselves before we go and live and do the things that we feel are really important to us. Like life is right now and we can be intentional on the way. So that has given you a little bit of background info in my journey. Um, like I say, my DMs are always open. If you have any questions, anything you want to talk about, I'm an open book and I'm sure I'll be going deeper and discussing some various parts of my journey on future episodes. But um, thanks for listening. I hope that you feel encouraged. Stay hopeful, right? You might feel like you're the person who's never going to get that breakthrough, but I just want to urge and encourage you to maybe try something different, change your approach, 
have a whole load of self-compassion for yourself, right? Because the judgment is not helping you. It's keeping you stuck. Take a deep breath. You can do it. It's just about now opening your vision a little bit, opening your focus a little bit, taking your eyes away from just sticking to it and looking slightly deeper. All right. So sending you lots of love. Look forward to seeing you on future episodes and I hope that you enjoyed listening.